continue with uh, the message I started last week on, uh, I titled it, To Honor Your Father and Mother. Very important message. And I believe the Lord gave this word to me because he wants you to prosper. The word of God is not for condemnation. It's to encourage us to get to the place where God can place his hands upon us and bless us. So don't feel condemned. If you need to switch your ways, all you need to do is just switch. I'm going to do that. And I tell you something. When God speaks to you and you decide to do what God says, a joy comes into your heart. Guess who is that? Who is working? The Holy Spirit. And he's going to be with you all through that way. Till God has accomplished his purpose in your life. Father, we ask that the Holy Spirit will speak today to your people so that we can find our, ourselves in that narrow path where you can reach us and bless us. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome all our visitors. We are your special guests, and uh, we're so glad you're here with us this morning. You know, when people hear the word of God, when the word of God is presented, the word of faith is spoken to God's people and to people. You come up with three different types of hearers. Notice I said three. <laughs> That's an inside thing. You come up with three different kinds of hearers. There is the hearer that doesn't understand. What is spoken. That's what Jesus tells us. In Matthew chapter 13. 13. Hearers that do not understand. The devil takes care of immediately. Because he knows if you understand the word. That is being spoken to you. Your life is going to change. Something good is coming your way. Because it's coming from God the Father. The word of faith. It's so powerful. It can transform your life without you even knowing that something is happening to you. And others will begin to recognize something is going on in your life. They can see the joy. You have greater peace in your life. Then we have a second kind of year. The forgetful year. Forgetful year. They hear the word. They're excited. That's why I don't like too much of, you know, that was a good preaching. So what? Good preaching for what? He's not doing anything in your life. There's got to be some change. If it's good preaching, he's got to come into your heart and he's doing the transforming work in your life. If he's not doing the transforming work, he's not good preaching. And that's not the preacher's fault for the most part. It's the, the heart. A forgetful hearer. And then we have a, a third type of hearer. That's the one that hardens his heart. He just hardens. He don't want to hear it. As soon as the message begins, you made up your mind. I don't want to hear that. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'll keep doing it because I have a reason to do this. Do this, and God understands. Let me let you know. He doesn't understand. When you reject His word, you've rejected Him. That's just the truth. You can't reject God's word and have favor with God. It just doesn't work that way. But if you accept the word, 
even if it's contrary to your own life, the word will carry you to your place of blessing. The word will carry you. We are not in the days of provocation. The Bible talks about the days of provocation. It says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 through 11, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, we heard about that in Sunday school this morning, as the Holy Spirit says, today, that's today, that we are in right now. If you will hear his voice, if it's your desire to hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the provocation. Or in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my way. They have not known my ways, so I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter my rest. When you harden your heart, what God says here, what you're doing, especially when you hear the word of God, what you're actually doing and what he sees you doing is rebellion. You are in rebellion. You are testing him. You are trying him. He's going to make a decision about what you're doing. You won't enter into his rest. Meaning it will not be well with you. No matter how hard you work. No matter how hard you struggle. If God has a say, it will not be well with you. You are not going to enter into rest. Amen. But we're talking about to honor father and mother. You know, the reason I went this way is to let you know you may have a good excuse why you shouldn't do that. Maybe they did something to you. God doesn't see it that way. He wants you to honor his word so he can bless you and bless the generations after you. You know, Jesus tells us this. He says, why do you, that's Matthew 15 verse 3 through 6, why do you also transgress the commandments of, of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to his father and mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. Then he needs not honor his father and mother. Thus you have made the commandment or the word of God of no effect by your tradition. You render the word of God unprofitable in your life because of your tradition. Jesus is saying when you don't honor your father and your mother, the word of God cannot work in your life. You can't get the result. The word of God did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. The word of God is not to condemn you. He's to lift you up, to bring you to another level. He's to help you. And it's for you to profit from the word. When you resist the word or decide in your heart you're not going that way, you stand against God's word and you will not prosper. That's what the word is telling us. The word of God will not profit you. 
Jesus said, how do you honor your father and your mother? Let them benefit from your life. Read it. I used to think, oh, just honor father and mother. So when we give this message, we're talking to young people, yes. But even if you are an adult and your father and your mother is alive and you don't set something aside to help them, Jesus said you're not honoring them. Think about it. You want me to read it again to you? Huh. It's so important. He said, they said, whatever things that should bless you, whatever gift you were supposed to receive from me, what kind of gift? Many, right? I have set it apart for the house of God. It sounds religious. It sounds very righteous, right? But Jesus said, what you do by that, you have rendered the word of God of non effect. They can't honor their father and their mother because you've given them this strange tradition that they could say, it's up, I'm giving it to God. I can give it to you because I'm giving it to God. Think about it. It's revelation. It's so important. When God opens your eyes to something, you have a decision to make. You're going to take care of them? You're going to put them in a nursing home and forget them? You're not going to help them? It's real quiet here this morning. But it's the truth. Honoring your father is not just respecting them. When they're old, you just don't put them in a nursing home and forget them. You take care of them. They took care of you when you were little, when you couldn't clean up yourself. After making a mess, they took care of you. Now they're in the situation, and you are so far, you are in Philadelphia, they're in Texas, South Texas. And they never hear a word from you. That's evil. When you cried, they responded. Why can't they enjoy their lives after you're grown? Why can't they enjoy my son is coming, and you have a little gift for them? They may not even need the gift, but that shows them that you love them. That's my son. And they point out to you, that's my son. And before you leave, my son, uh, my daughter, come, let me bless you. Amen. When you honor your parents, you see, God gave you to them. They have authority of blessings over your life. Let me show you a secret. Notice Jesus never prayed for any child without somebody who has authority over that child present. Revelation. He didn't want to do it. He wants the father or the mother or whoever has authority over that child to be right there before he would do something. What is he saying? I don't bless you. Your parents have to be in agreement. Mm-hmm. 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 And when your parents have a heart against you because of what you're doing to them, you're going nowhere. Keep thinking you're blessed. If God has anything to say about it, you'll finally meet your own. Moreover, when your children get to that age, they'll do it to you. And it continues. You stand up and you speak to your parents that took care of you when you couldn't speak. Now you think you're grown. And so you can answer back and speak to them and refuse to listen to them. My word is, get ready to die real quick. It's kind of hard because the Bible says that your days may be long on the earth. God doesn't determine when you die. Pastor, that's, I never heard that before. Well, God says if you do well, you live long, right? 
if you don't do well, you, you won't live long. So whose decision is it? Your choice. If you don't want to listen to your parents, good. It's coming really fast. I believe these things. I'm not just faking. These things are true. If God is God, these words are true. You got to listen to what God is saying. Don't get to the place where you are being destroyed before you know it. Some of us are suffering because of the way we have treated our parents. And we're now suffering the same thing from our children because they won't listen to us because in your time, you didn't listen to them. We got to listen to them. You got to listen to them. They have a say as to who you get married to. They do. I'm coming to that. Amen. I'm coming to that because I'm going to show you from scriptures. It's line upon line. Precept upon precept. That's why you hear me talk about principles a lot. It's very important. You go by the principles, the principles will carry you. Oppose the principles and then you wonder, why is it? Why am I in this condition? You cursed it. You cursed it. We must respect them. <laughs> Let me share some scriptures to you. The unique. Levit Leviticus 19 verse 3. He says, every one of you shall revere, that means hold in highest esteem, his mother and his father, and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. Notice God put keep, uh, uh, honoring your father and your mother in the same level as honoring the Sabbath day. Right? He didn't say anything about any other commandment. Just this. He said, honor them, revere them, hold them in highest esteem. Not stand up and talk back to them. Yeah, because you think you're smart. When you get to their age, you'll find that you were not as smart. Oh, you find out real good. And come back to make confession to them. I should have listened to you, mama. I should have listened to you, papa. But he put honoring your father and your mother in the same category as the sabbath day that's how important this is it was the fourth fourth commandment and the fifth commandment the first four were for the lord god himself and then the fifth one honor your father and your mother that's your relationship with men and guess what god wrote it on the stone with his own finger that's the first thing God wrote on that stone about human relationships when he gave the commandment. You think it's a little commandment? This is very important. To love your neighbor as yourself, it starts with your parents. Amen. Came before thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill. Very important. Now, the other scriptures even more exciting that is if you're loving your parents amen <laughs> he says cursed Deuteronomy 22 verse 16 cursed is the one who treats his father or his mother with contempt that's disdain disrespect scorn and hatred and all the people shall say what amen 
<laughs> Think about it. So when I find that you're not treating your parents well, I can bring you up before the church, pronounce a curse, and everybody will say, Amen. Uh, then you're really blessed, right? You get real trouble. Everybody's against you. That, you know what God is? This was given to them in the Old Testament. That's about three million people. And God says, if you have somebody who is doing that, bring him out. Curse him and let three million people yell, Amen. Tell me how you're going to find blessings after that. See, God is serious with his word. You know, many times you see in a, in a situation, and you can watch this, and you can go do your own research. You see in a home where there is a father and a mother, they are elderly. Watch who, those who take care of them the most, and watch their lives, and how they do. Think about them. You know people, think about them. You may say, well, they have greater means. They can do it. You know why they have greater means? They had it in your heart from before. Way back, they were looking, I'm going to take care of mama, I'm going to take care of daddy when that time comes. And they, God gives them the means. He knew their heart. You don't have a heart for it. He knows you don't have a heart for it. There's no need to bless you much. You keep them all to yourself. And you forget your mother and your father who took care of you, provided for you, sacrificed so you can go to college. Cancel that vacation so they can have enough so they can buy you the Wii. <laughs> right? But now you're sophisticated, you're big, and you know everything, and you've forgotten them. But you know God doesn't forget any of it. Doesn't forget. So important. This message is very important. You know, another thing that you need to understand even in the house of God, we call Abraham what? Our father. If Abraham is your father, who is your mother? Think about that. We are his spiritual children. In the house of God, there are those that God considers father, mothers, and are those who are considered children. I feel sorry. I mean, I'm a pastor now. I know that. But I knew this before. I don't go talking about what's happening with pastor. I stay away from people like that. If you start talking about pastor, I'm out. Even if you were right. Paul said to the Corinthians, you have many instructors, but I am your father. Well, I do know he wasn't the one that converted all the Corinthian Christians, but he was their leader. And he was their father. You get spiritual fathers. Don't watch individuals who do that. Huh? Watch their lives. David knew not to touch God's anointed. And I don't care about people. I told somebody who was talking to me. Yeah, somebody said this about you. I said, nah, I know that. That's okay. I'm used to it. That's part of my job. They will be saying things bad about me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me. That's not true. Completely painful because sometimes you've invested in people's lives. But I brush it away because if I don't have that, I may not be doing what God called me to do. I need to have that. 
to straighten me out so I can chase after him even more. But if you are engaged in doing things like that, you don't know where you've placed yourself. David knew what it is. He called Saul my father. He worshipped Saul. He went on his face. Worshipping Saul who was trying to kill him. And when the man said we should kill Saul, he said no. He remembered the scripture. You shall not touch my anointed. And I look at lives of people who just fight with their pastors. I mean, there are pastors who are not doing right. You can, you, in my opinion, if I went to your church and a lot of things going on that I don't like, I just quietly leave. I won't talk to anybody. Just quietly leave. But trying to stir up things, oh, God doesn't forget that. Think about Miriam. Sometimes we come to church and we believe we know as much as pastor. That's okay. You know as much. Moses, uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron and Miriam, they felt they knew as much as Moses. Moses was the youngest one in the home. Miriam was by the river when Pharaoh's daughter got Moses. And they knew God was using every one of them. But then they spoke against Moses who was the youngest one. And God got mad. He came down. He was swift judgment for Miriam. Moses had to plead. I wonder why people don't understand spiritual principles and work with them. Why do you want to get yourself in trouble? Why do you want to do that for, to your life and your family? These things are very important. God has order in his church. And that's not the purpose of this message. But I want to let you all know, not for my benefit, but for your benefit. If you're looking for God's blessing in your life, you need to stay where God wants you to stay and follow what the authority that God has laid down in the church. You may see just a man. It's not the man. It's who called the man to do the work. It's very, very important. Jesus said the word, he said, I honor my father and you dishonor me. Important to him. I'm honoring my father. They said, you have a demon. He says, I don't have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. We need to understand all of these things. These are principles for us to live by. If you stay... With God's man, he may be nothing, but you stay with him. Let God walk. Probably when God is through, he'll turn over to you just like he did with Joshua. I just need to throw that in. It's so important. But let me go further this morning. You know about Joseph. How great he became. The first thing was that his father loved him. He was the favorite child in his home. You know what that means? Much loved child in the home. I don't know. It could be because of Rachel, the mother, but there was also Benjamin. That was the youngest one, right? How come he didn't love Benjamin, the youngest one, the most? Benjamin was from Rachel as well. Most people would go with the youngest, right? There was something about Joseph and his father. Something about Joseph and his relationship with his father that brought his father to that point where he didn't care what anyone thought about it. This is my favorite child. He's so good. 
to love your children. To truly love them. Let them know that they, they are most loved. Most loved. Because what that does is you set them up for visions in their life. Dreams. Amen. Dreams. When you love your child and you let them know their love. You know, Joseph's uh, mark of his father's love was the coats of many colors. Amen. And, and even after they took the coat off, he still knew he was the favorite. Amen. The coat didn't matter anymore. It has stayed on him so long he knew he was loved by his father. And that set him up for dreams. And God endorsed that, you know, in human terms. How say, well, what about the other children? That's not fair. Well, God didn't see it that way. He blessed the child that was loved the most. When you love your children unconditionally and you truly love them, let them know they are much loved. Every one of them, you're putting a coat of many colors on them. And God will give them dreams. God will give them dreams. But I really believe that Joseph had a heart for his father. He missed his father all those years. He was away from home. And in Genesis 43, when he finally saw his brothers, and they went back and they were talking to their father because he had asked them to bring Benjamin, the youngest one. And the father said, why did you tell that man? He didn't know it was Joseph. Why did you do this to me? You shouldn't have told him you have a younger brother. Now he's asking for this younger one. He has Simeon over there. What is he going to do with this? Why did you tell him? And Judah said, listen. The man was asking particular questions. He wanted to know about our family. He wanted to know about you. He says, is, my, is your father, the old man that you're talking about, is he still alive? Joseph had no way of knowing. But his heart was towards his father. And in 45, Genesis 45, he finally revealed himself to his brother. Guess what he said? He said, he said, I, I am Joseph. The next sentence is my father still alive. He loved his father. He was going to take care of his father. He had that while he was still with his father at home. He wanted to take care of his father. Let me read these scriptures to you. It's exciting. Genesis chapter 45, verse 10 and 11. This is Joseph He's sending message back to his father. He says, tell your, tell your fathers, you shall dwell in the land of Goshen. He was going to give his father the best land in, in, in all of Egypt. He was going to bless his father. He says, and you shall be near to me. He wanted his father. Not oh, out there. It can be in the nursing home. Whatever God asks you to do, that's okay. But not out there in the nursing home in Philadelphia. And they have no calls coming from you. You don't care about them. You're cursed. You're cursed. He says, you shall be near me. And you and your children, your children's children, your flocks. Why was he doing it? Not for his brothers, for his father. He wanted his father to look good in his old age. Amen. Your flocks and your herds. And all that you have. 
then I will what provide for you. I will not just honor you, I will provide for you. Lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty. I will make sure that doesn't happen. Don't ever, so, never, you never feel that. I'll take care of you. You never feel the pain of want. I'll take care of you. For there are still five years of famine. He loved his father. He wanted to take care of him. That's why God honored him and blessed him. You know, Joseph lived for many years. I believe that Pharaoh died, right? And Joseph was an important man in Egypt the day he died. God placed him there. His father died, everybody died, he was still there. And he had a word for his people. When you leave, take my bones out of Egypt. But then there is another son, loved by his father. How many of you know Esau? Esau and Jacob. It was a funny thing because uh, I don't know what happened in the home, but Rebecca, she loved Jacob. And Isaac, he loved Esau. And he wanted to pass the blessing on to, this is very important. He wanted to pass his, the blessing of the family on to Esau. That was his desire. But God said, no, that's not going to happen. He's going to go to, jo, jo, uh, what's his name, Jacob. But let me show you why. Oh, come on, you guys, quit. <laughs> I was just testing you guys if you were listening. Okay, now, okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but let me show you something that happened. Okay? Very important. In Genesis 26, verse 34 and 35, he said, When Esau was 40 years old, he took as wives Judith, the daughter of Biri, the Hittite, and Bezmath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. And they were a grief of mind to whom? Both Isaac and Rebekah. This was before the blessing. This was before the blessing. You know, parents, children need to listen to their parents, even including those that they get married to. Let me share this with you. Before I got married, thank God I have an excellent wife. <laughs> uh, God blessed me with a great wife. First of all, I used to say, you know, before I get married, uh, if I do anything, uh, I would lock the woman in the room and I said, speak in tongues, let me hear you first. So I can know for sure she's a born-again Christian before we get married. Well, with Angela, I didn't have to do that. She was speaking in tongues before we met. No, kidding. <laughs> so it was great. But then we decided we were going to get married. And by the grace of God, we had come to this revelation. We knew that we needed our parents. Because you know how you do your love, love thing. Your parents don't even know what's going on. And so we agreed that we're going to get married. But we have two obstacles. First, we got to go to your parents. And I hope they like me and they will let me marry you. And then we have to go to my mother. Right, Angie? We go to my mother, and uh, we have to make sure that they agree. 
And we decided it was a painful thing to do. We decided if they said no, we would try to persuade them. But if they absolutely said no, then we call this thing all off. We left it at that. Serious business. I believe I'm blessed today. Amen. Because you honored your parents. He, he so didn't. And he lost the, the blessing from God. We went and we got to my mother. And she saw Angela and ran and just grabbed Angela. And she was just rejoicing and doing our, you need to have seen it. She, she danced. She did that little jig and all of that. And uh, she was just screaming and yelling. And I'm saying, okay, mama, this excitement, because I just, re- I just came back from the United States. I said, uh, mama, please come. I need to talk to you. So we went in the room and I said, mama, that's the girl I want to get married to. He said, yeah, I already know that. I said, but, 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 but do you like her? He said, yes, that's my daughter. I said, one out. We got to go to the next one and see how it's going to work. And I started praying, oh, Lord, my mother already loves her. But what about Angela's parents? So when I got to their parents' home, I was walking. I needed to look like I was a gentleman and I was a good guy. And whatever they said was, yes, sir, yes, no, ma'am. Whatever, yes, ma'am. I was hoping and really sitting that because uh, uh, it would be hard to persuade them. And we got in there and uh, Angela's father. (laughs) That's my daughter. Yes, sir. You want to marry my daughter? Yes, sir. Okay. And I'm thinking, what's going on in his head? Please, God, help me out. Help me out here. And finally, he says, okay, you marry her. Oh, we were glad. It was a great joy for us. We beat the obstacle. We didn't have to disobey God. We did it God's way. We got both blessings from my mother's side and from the other side. We got both blessings. Now, I became a Christian in 1975. And at that time in my country, uh, Christianity was new. At least the born again phenomenon was really new. If you went to church and spoke in tongues and all of that, we called you SU or that scripture union people. Or we called you some kind of uh, holy people. They, they don't wear pants. They don't do that. And I said, this what's wrong with them. So when I got saved, I figured I knew more than everybody in the world. My message was real clear, repent or perish. And I, wrote, I, I would say the same thing to my mother. Repent or perish. And I preached to my mom, and I was angry with her, and I will yell back at her and do all kinds of things because I figured she needed to serve God. And they were thinking, good luck has gone nuts. And so my mother erected an idol in his home for me to change my mind so that I would stop going to church and I'll come to her and abandon church. I didn't know the idol was for me. She served it. And I walk into her home and I see that idol and I get very upset. And I'm yelling at mama. I said, I'm trying to get you to the place where you can serve God. You are going further down you have, we didn't have this in our house. Now you have erected an idol. But in our mind, uh, the, 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 the idol was really working on me because I was mad. 
So she asked me, why are you so angry? And I said, because of that thing. But that thing was for me. She had this little smile on her face like, why does it bother you? That's my God. You go serve your God. And I said, Mama, you can't do that. I get so angry. I yell at her. And then I get back home. And the Lord, of God, the Lord God will just speak to me. You can't talk to your mother that way. And I said, but she was wrong. And God said, you can't. So I'll repent. And I'll go back again after a few days. And I see that same thing. And I'll repeat the same. I will talk to her roughly, almost insulting her, yelling at her. Because of that, then I'll go back home and repent. Finally, I quit. I'm not going there anymore because of the way. And she never accepted Christ. All of my preaching didn't work. Then I came to the United States and heard a message of honoring your father and your mother and respecting them. And doing what it takes. She wouldn't listen to me. She didn't listen to what I had to say. I was not and all of that. Even after she saw a miracle, and I've talked about that, where God took chains out of my body, didn't, she didn't get converted. After that, didn't make any difference to her. She knew there was God, but she wasn't, she wasn't going to go that way. But there was, mo- there was a Mother's Day in the United States. And at that time, we didn't have that kind of stuff. So... I, I took a card. I had understood then that I needed to do this. I need to let my mother know she was loved. And I wrote that thing back and I mailed it. It took, it took two weeks. I made sure I did it ahead of time. It took two weeks for that, uh, the letter to get there. And she got it. She was excited. She called back. She said, what is Mother's Day? And I told her, this is the day in America where we honor our mother. She said, you're honoring me? I said, yes, mama. And when I went back home for a visit, usually I wouldn't stay with her. She was ungodly. <laughs> I don't stay with ungodly people. So when I got home and I, I went to her place and I said, Mama, I'm going to stay with you. She said, you're staying with me? I said, yes, Mama. She said, are you serious? I don't have air conditioning. I said, oh, I'll put one in. I'll stay with you. She was so glad. I stayed with her. And then we started talking. I knew not to preach at her. Because I'd done all of that. I was very rude. And if going there would mean that I was beginning the same thing. So I won't say anything. Some of you have met Pastor Paul. That was the time Pastor Paul would come and I pray with all these young people to receive the Holy Spirit. My mom started going to church. And then she got born again. I was doing nothing. I was just watching, just respecting her. Yes, ma'am, whatever you say. There was one day she told me, let's go to this church. I knew that thing was bad. The guy was preaching all kinds of crazy stuff. I told mama, I'm not going to go. This guy is crazy. She said, but I want you to go with me. I said, no, mama, I really don't want to listen to that man. He's crazy. Something is wrong with his doctrine. He'll make you drink salt water for a blessing. That's the way it was. And I said, I'm not going, mama. But she said, son, I want you to go with me. I went with her. And sat down there very angry because I didn't want to be there. But mama had commanded me to go. I was already in my 30s. I had to listen to my mom. I was sitting down there very angry. As the man was doing all this crazy stuff. And then finally the man said, I wasn't married then. Finally the man said, I want to pray for all of you who need uh, a wife or a husband. And my mother, because that's, I'm sure that's what she heard. She said, I was getting 30 years and I needed a wife. So she said, good luck. That's your opportunity. She can go out now. He'll pray for you. I said, everybody was here. And I said, mama, listen. You see, look at him. He has a mouth. Can you see his mouth? Yes. I have my own mouth too. 
I can pray to my God. I don't need his prayer. <laughs> I will come with you, but I'm not going to listen to him. It was a few days later, we found out, the, the leader of that church found out that this man was really not of God. So my mother knew, I knew what I was doing. But I went there with her. Even though I knew it wasn't a place to be. And so our relationship grew. One day she called me. It's in the morning, I wake up in the morning, and I'm playing my guitar, worshiping the Lord, and her room was next, and she wouldn't come. One day, she just slipped into my room, and she started praying with me in the morning. And then after that, one day she came in and said, uh, Son, did I offend you? And I said, Mama, what are you talking about? Because I demonstrated to her, I love you, Mama. I will stay with you. I will go with you through whatever is going on. I'm going to honor you, Mom. She said, what did I do? Did I offend you? I said, Mama, what are you talking about? I said, just tell me, what is wrong? It was very early, probably 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. I said, Mama, what is the matter? She said, well, I'm your mother. I said, well, I know that. He said, but I see all these young people and grown people coming here to ask you to pray with them to receive the Holy Spirit. And you take them to the room and you pray for them and they go out rejoicing. They have received. And I'm your mother. And you won't ask me if I want to receive my, the Holy Ghost. I said, Mama, I didn't even know you wanted something like that. I mean, you don't go to the same church. But that's how I move far away from offending her. Just to respect her. I said, Mama, I'll pray with you. Prayed with her. Guess what? She got filled with the Holy Ghost. And from then on, we did evangelism together. Hallelujah. Me and Mama. We were, we were a team. She said, let's go preach to your brothers. They are infidels. Let's, let's go get them. <laughs> let's go get them. Your brothers are wicked. Let's preach to them. And she'll make them sit. Say, preach to them. My son, preach to them. Yeah. And on the last day before I, I left, 19, uh, 1989, I was going, I was preparing to come back to the U.S. to do uh, work on my Ph.D. And I, I got all my stuff together. This is where I'll close. I got all my stuff together. And I'd been preaching, you know, lay preacher from church to church, and she knew that. She called me. She said, good luck. I know you are the preacher, but you are my son. Kneel down here. I want to, pray. I want to bless you. Kneel down. So I knelt down and she laid her hands on me and started to bless me. And she told me, as long as I live, yes, I'll be blessing you. I needed that. Amen? I needed that. It's good for you to honor your parents. And watch what God will do. Stand up with me this morning. Some of us, we really need to go back this morning. I know your parents, have, some of our parents have not been very good. Just consider them as children. They never grew up. Amen? But now you are grown up. Do whatever you can do to show them they are loved in spite. Amen? Guess who is going to give you the reward? Him. It's even greater when they have been very bad to you. And you try even so they know. Because Jesus told me to. Sometimes they'll ask you, why are you doing this? You say to them, because he told me to do this. 
that's a witness amen i want everyone to make a commitment this morning make a commitment first to god and secondly to yourself with regards to your parents young people this is very important i tell you on the day of judgment you're going to hear these words it's very important listen to your parents don't ever ever speak back to them god doesn't like it he doesn't like it it's not just your parents just the way he made this universe he doesn't like it i'm glad that before i died god revealed that to me that's what i'm sharing with you today some of us need to go back home and pick up the phone call your parents apologize good will begin to come your way blessings will begin to come your way just because you obey god and the love between you and your family will grow stronger and your life will be changed it will be well with you and the number of your days god will make sure he protects and fulfills. let's lift our hands to the lord this morning and thank him thank him for your parents you're blessed if your parents are still alive regardless of the situation that they are in you are blessed speak to them before they pass on hear from them let them share with you but above all let them know that you love them they loved us sometimes when we were young we hadn't done lovely things but they cared we can love them father here we are we enter into a covenant with you because i know you're here this morning lord jesus i know you're here because your word said where two or three are gathered together in your name you are there in the midst of them you are the lord there is no other god beside you and we come to you our god and we're making a covenant with you first to obey you and to love you god with all of our heart with all of our soul with all of our mind with all of our strength and lord we are making a place by your grace by your mercy by your enabling power to love our neighbor as ourselves beginning with our parents unconditional love because you commanded it i bless your people this morning i speak your blessings upon their lives i speak all the blessings of heaven upon your people's life this morning in the name of jesus i am your servant and these are your people i ask that you bless every family that's represented here with goodness and mercy in jesus name thank you father we love you thank you in jesus name and everyone said amen you're dismissed 